You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Welcome back to the We Are Ankeny podcast. Today, we have Assistant Superintendent Dr. Darren Hawk returning to the show and joining us for the first time as a guest instead of on the production team is Chief of Communication, Samantha August. Samantha specializes in public relations, crisis communication, and event planning since joining Ankeny Schools in 2015. Samantha has engaged students, parents, district leaders, policymakers, the media, and the public at large as an on-the-ground spokesperson speaking with authority on issues ranging from district expansion to education, education policy and everything in between as part of the district's administration. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you. It's good to be here. And Dr. Hawk. So today we're going to talk about inclement weather, everyone's favorite subject. <laughs> and so this is really important because um, we're um, entering into the winter, winter season and uh, top of mind for, for parents, teachers, students um, um, is the question, you know, when, when uh, do we make the decision about canceling school or delaying school? And so Dr. Hawk, you're in the hot seat right now. <laughs> I guess both of us are in the hot seat. That's right. That's right. So how are snow days determined? Well, it, it starts uh, several days out in front of the actual uh, snow event. We work very closely with the National Weather Service and, and monitor the forecast um, so we can be prepared for what's coming. Um, when we do have, have a winter weather event, uh, we have a team that... Uh, Starts in the middle of the night going around to our buildings and uh, clearing snow, making sure that um, our parking lots and our sidewalks are, are safe for students. Um, we also have a team, including myself, that, that uh, goes out and drives the, the district roads, uh, the bus routes, and um, in connection with uh, monitoring the, the DOT's um, information as far as road conditions, we double check to see if it's safe to be out and about. Um, we're watching for the degree to which the, the roads have been cleared. We're watching for the timing of any snow. Um, not just thinking about the students that ride the bus or, or get a ride in a car to school, but especially our students that have to walk to school. So there's, there's a lot of pieces um, that we're looking at to, to make sure that everybody gets to school safe. So we're specifically talking about snow. And so <clears throat> before our bus drivers get to work. You know, can you can you uh, give our our listeners um, a uh, a view into what our staff is doing before our bus drivers get to work, before uh, teachers are on their way to work, before kids are even up? What happens early in the morning? Yeah, so we uh, partner with with several companies that help us move snow, and we have an internal team um, that that uh, also moves snow. We generally try to start about 2 a.m. Uh, to get that snow uh, cleared. We have uh, 20 different sites that we have to move snow from, our schools, our, our, uh, our bus barn, warehouse, et cetera, just to make sure that we're, we're able to operate. So usually starting about 2 a.m., it depends on, on again, when the snow is falling and, and what's, what's uh, projected. Uh, but they're out there uh, starting to clear the, the parking lots and the sidewalks that early. So in addition to clearing sidewalks, clearing parking lots, how do we know that the roads are drivable? You know, who, who, how, how are we making that determination? 
again, we're we're working with uh, the Iowa DOT, so we're we're using the 511 app, um, and then there's a team of us that are actually out there driving those roads, um, trying to make sure that we've covered the bus routes, uh, both in town and out of town. Um, and, and just determining, you know, is it, are, are we sliding around? Are we able to, to stop safely? Uh, what, uh, are we seeing accidents out on the streets that would make it difficult to get our buses through that type of thing? So we actually have people on the ground um, experiencing the, uh, the, the weather event, um, such as snow mm-hmm. um, that, that, that's occurring that morning. And we're, um, it's a collective effort around collecting all this different data from multiple people to determine if it's safe for our our teachers, um, staff, our students to be drive and our bus drivers uh, to be driving on the roads um, if it's uh, snow or ice uh, on the ground. Absolutely. Yep. And so you you actually used the term winter weather event, and so we've uh, spent the last few minutes talking about actually snow, but we've had other winter weather events uh, such as fog high wind yep. and, and potentially rain mm-hmm. and so um wh- what are the d- types of data are we using uh, to determine you know what the weather is going to be in the moment and what we're actually experiencing yeah that's a, a good point we like i said we we monitor the forecast very closely we um we are on calls with the National Weather Service when they have when they issue uh, an advisory or a warning. They will um, they will schedule a series of regular calls for for district officials to to work with them and get the get the detailed forecast. When it's when it's things like cold, um, severe cold, the the wind that usually goes along that wind chill that goes with the severe cold, rain, fog, ice. Those types of things are, are in some ways um, more difficult to plan for than the snow um, because you never know exactly when when that ice is going to start accumulating transition from rain to ice, and it can become very dangerous very quickly, whereas the snow tends to be a little bit more gradual, and, and uh, once you can get it cleared, generally you're okay. So it's, it's difficult because there, there may be times where, where we have – uh, significant weather, especially ice, just at the wrong time of day when we need our buses to be able to travel. And the rest of the day, the sun comes out, the ice melts off, and you would think it would be a perfect day to have to have school, but we will have need to made a, make a call early enough in the morning to make sure that those buses and, and walkers and, and students that are getting a ride to school are safe. So um, the, the ice in particular can be a really, a really difficult challenge. And so what I hear is we're actually taking in different data factors um, to determine when to start school, if we're going to start school. And then we're actually looking at what the weather's going to be two, three, four, maybe six hours out, depending upon whether we we should actually have school, if the sun's going to come out and warm things up and take ice off the road, maybe melt snow, correct? Absolutely. Same thing, you know, in in the afternoon, if we have to have an early dismissal due to weather, you know, that that decision really has to be made uh, fairly early in the morning, actually, by the time that we can get all of our bus drivers back to the to the bus barn and, and start planning that route, have the communication go out. To do a two-hour early dismissal really requires quite a bit of, of, of forward planning. So the whole thing, um, it just takes a lot of time and thought and, and a lot of people who are, are contributing to that decision. And so when we do anticipate a, a winter weather event, this work, as you said, starts around 2 a.m. And um, 
at 2 a.m., that's when our, our group text chat uh, <laughs> begins between you, Samantha, and I, as far as because of our people on the ground, on sidewalks, on the streets, in the parking lots, they're giving us real, real-time data with regards to what they're experiencing and what the conditions are um, mm-hmm. out um, um, outside. And so, Samantha, once a decision is made, um, what is our goal as a district as far as how to get that information out and how will people know that um, there, there will either be a delay or a school closure um, due to snow or a winter weather event? Sure. Well, first, I feel like I need to fess up. I've been setting my alarm for 4 a.m. on uh, winter weather days and sleeping in, apparently. Um, but when um, when the decision's been made to uh, cancel, delay, uh, what have you, uh, we work to get that communication out as quickly as possible. Um, obviously, most of most of it's templated. You probably see the same um, communications from year to year, uh, although each event seems to have a new little twist. So, um, you know, the derecho was not was not one we had right. we had planned for in mm-hmm. advance. Um, but the the communication stays about the same. So we prioritize first uh, direct communication with our families. So we'll get that email and text message out uh, right away, simultaneously updating the website. Um, after that, we work to get it out on all um, three main TV networks and um, social media as well. So one thing that happens every single year, um, a few weeks ago, we did the test of the inclement weather system to make sure that people were getting the communication and getting it in the channels that they anticipated. Um, But without fail, every single year, somebody doesn't get uh, the text, doesn't get the email, uh, what have you. And so the the very first thing you should do if that happens is... um, check out the Infinite Campus Parent Portal and make sure that your demographic information is correct there. A lot of times um, when you're doing your online registration, you just um, assume that you haven't had your phone number change or your email change in a while and then realize uh, after the fact that um, sometimes it's even just a misspelling. Um, And so you'll want to check that out first. And then if you still need assistance, go ahead and give the district office a call and we'll we'll help make sure you get that information. But if you don't get the text or the email, you should also be able to find it on the website, on the TV stations, on social media. So I think that's worth repeating. And so for our, our parent listeners out there, if you did not receive a test inclement weather email last week, please go into Infinite Campus and check your demographic information to make sure that your email and your phone numbers are correct. And if um, they aren't, please make those changes uh, to ensure that you get that uh, the notifications from the district in, in a t- timely uh, manner. And so, Darren, when do we try to make the call as to when we're going to cancel school or delay school? Uh, in a perfect world, when the snow stops right at 2 a.m., when we start moving it, <laughs> um, we would like to be able to make that call a little bit before 5 a.m. Um, if anything that goes too much beyond 5 a.m. gets a little bit difficult just by the time we go through the process that, that Samantha just talked about, making sure that we get everybody notified as they're trying to get ready for the day. I should say, you know, we we want more than anything to be able to have school. The last thing we want to do is to have a delay or a cancellation when we could have school. But at the same time, we need to make sure that all of our, our students and our staff are, are safe. And so, um, 
you know, we're often working right up to the deadline of 5 a.m. to to determine are we going to be able to get those parking lots clear? Are the road are the street plows and the state plow is going to be out and get that ice melt down, get the roads cleared off? Um, so it's I'd like to say it's always going to be right at 5 a.m., uh, but uh, sometimes it might it might still be 5:30 before we can finally say. But it's it's in that that range, five to 5:30. Okay. So again, for our parent listeners and our student listeners, um, when we know ahead of time that we may have a winter weather event, our goal is to get that information out to everyone between five and 5:30, and so. What about early dismissals? And so, again, in the event of winter weather events that we know are, that may come, what time of day may parents uh, anticipate getting that type of information? Yeah, um, if we're going to have to do an early dismissal, and, and an early dismissal for us usually means two hours uh, before the normal dismissal time, um, generally we're going to have made that decision uh, by about 11 o'clock, 10.30 to 11 o'clock in the morning. And then, again, we go through that same communication process to get that information out. So between 11 and 11.30, uh, parents should know if we're going to have to do that early dismissal and can start making the plans for their family. Um, a couple things with both early dismissals and um, late start times. First of all, with early dismissals, that communication will also go out to emergency contacts, anyone you have listed as an emergency contact in your um, parent portal. And that's because we've got kids in school. So we need we need someone to come pick them up. And a lot of times those emergency contacts are in there because they're the people transporting uh, students to and from school. Um, so it, it might be a good time to remind grandparents, friends, uh, daycare providers that they're listed as an emergency contact um, because they can be caught off guard when they get um, some of those um, inclement weather notifications. Also, on our website, under um, if you go to our main website, there's a channel called Parents, and then there's a page under there called School Hours. The late start times and early dismissal times are all listed on there now and, and stay listed there. So if you're ever curious about what time for your child's school or schools, if you have kids in multiple buildings, um, you can go to that page. We try to get it linked in the communication as well so that you know for sure. But you can always go to that page if you're curious to find out uh, what time school is dismissed or starting on late starts and early dismissals. And then as everyone knows uh, that lives here, it can get cold here in, <laughs> in Iowa, specifically in Ankeny. And so let's talk about cold weather a little bit. And um, for our bus riders, what can our buses handle with regards to, to cold? Yeah, the buses are diesel, and diesel engines don't do very well on a really cold start. So our, our bus company works to keep buses running as much as possible on those really cold nights. Uh, we use different fuel additives to try to make sure that those buses uh, don't gel up. And so our, our buses can handle quite a bit of cold almost all the time. But every once in a while, we have one that, that, uh, that struggles with, with that severe cold weather that we have. Okay. And so uh, we're, we're here in Ankeny, however, you know, we're very competitive. And so um, uh, we as administrators, you know, look to other districts as far as how we're performing. But then when we're talking about inclement weather, you know, parents, students are also looking at the news to see 
what other school districts uh, are out or still in session. And so why might Ankeny be in school when other districts are not? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it comes down to a number of factors. One, uh, you will often see some of our, our rural neighbor districts or more rural neighbor districts uh, have more late starts or even cancellations than we do simply because the amount of, of bus routes that they have that are on gravel roads or other roads that are, are harder to to clear off, especially as, as snow drifts and, and things like that. Um, the other is that you know, we, like I said earlier, we will do everything we can to have school if it's safe to have school. And so um, as we have our team out and are observing and as, uh, as we're looking at the forecast, if, if, it's, if it's possible, we may make a decision that's different than a neighbor. They might be seeing very different conditions on the ground as they're doing the same process. It's really about what can we do and, and uh, can we make sure that our students are able to be safe. Thanks. And so, uh, the, again, another question that is, is asked um, mostly at the end of the school year, what happens at the end of the year if we have more than three school days missed? And so for our calendar, our school calendar includes the flexibility to allow for three school day cancellations without the need for students to make the days up at the end of the year. Um, in the event that we experience more than three days, the district may add the missed days to the end of the school year at the discretion um, and uh, of the superintendent working with the school board around looking at our calendar and, and, and what we need to do for the end of the school year. Also, if we go below the 1,080 hours required by the state, we don't have discretion um, with regards to how we make those uh, days up, and we would have to make the days up if we if we if we missed if we go below that one thousand eighty hours. And so, Samantha, you you've talked about a little bit about um, how we communicate this information out with regards to late start, uh, school closure, or uh, early dismissal. Um, what are the different uh, modes of media that parents might might, might be able to access that information throughout the entire school day. Sure. So you can, a lot of the information we've discussed today is on our website. So I talked earlier about the hours being listed under school hours. All of the closing and delay information is also on our website. Everything we've discussed today is listed, including why are we still in school when others aren't. Um, so um, a lot of information you can find um, any day any time of the year on our website. Uh, also, we if a decision to close has been made, that will be on our social media. It'll be on on TV stations. If you're if you haven't gotten uh, a communication and it's not in any of those places, then we're open, right? Um, and you can certainly call our offices, um, but they're, they'll just tell you the same thing that if the district hasn't sent any communication, then then we're open. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's important to remember the, the resources, uh, that are available on our website. Uh, I would also say if in those instances where, um, the school calendar might be changing, uh, as a result, and I think this has happened, man, in the last eight years, I think it's maybe happened once, uh, where we've had to consider it, uh, adding days to the end of the school year. Um, that's something that we would uh, directly email our parent community about to let them know that it was being discussed at a school board meeting and then to let them know what the decision was afterwards as well. And Darren, can you help me remember, does that have an impact on the commencement date? 
it generally does not. Again, I, I'm trying to remember the last time that we had to do that, and I honestly can't. Mm -hmm. and so uh, generally, no, it's, it, it would not change anything with, with commencement. Okay. So it's that time of season. Um, it's getting colder. Um, snow is coming. And we, we want to make sure that all of our listeners, uh, parents and teachers um, and our students and staff are, are ready for this winter season. And so I want to thank uh, you for being on the podcast today, Dr. Hawk and Samantha, and helping us prepare for inclement weather. Visit the Ankeny School website at ankenyschools.org and go to the superintendent's page to, ch to catch up on our recent podcast. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools.